The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statements no of guess. fact. Independent fact checking and corrections are encouraged. Those never a guest. Get some coffee in here, please. Oh God. They don't like me. Oh yeah. Brother, where art thou? Damn good coffee and hot. Yeah, damn good coffee and hot. And I made extra just in case she tried to take some from me today. And she didn't. So there's that. Good morning, folks. It is Thursday. It feels like a Thursday. Actually, it feels like a no day. It should, the longest week to end, longest end to the longest year in the very, very long life. <laughs> um, good morning, folks. It is Thursday, December 29th, 2022. I am your loyal dog. And um, I'm just reading, I'm reading lots of things, news related stuff. 10 symptoms of lung cancer. I was just reading <clears throat> online. Turns out I have them all. Do I have lung cancer? Could I have lung cancer? Should I panic because I read clickbait? I just don't know. Now, my dad died of lung cancer. I've had friends who died of lung cancer. Um, But I'll go through what they say they are. Uh, First one is a cough. Yes, I have a cough. Do you have a cough? You might have lung cancer. Um. Chest pain. Every once in a while, I get a little chest pain. Could be a heart attack. Could be lung cancer. Could be just a little, uh, pull the muscle. I don't know. But maybe I have lung cancer. Next one is hoarseness. Yes, I have hoarseness. Do I sound a little hoarse to you? Not really hoarse, just kind of grumbly and low. But sometimes I'm hoarse. I uh, will be hoarse after Friday night or Saturday night over at the New Year's Eve big waste of time gig uh coughing up blood actually i don't have this one i've i haven't coughed up blood well that's one symptom i don't have does that mean i'm safe i don't know shortness of breath (laughs) and not really i don't i mean yeah if i'm I guess I could get shortness of breath if I were walking up the stairs to the Statue of Liberty. I'd probably be a little short of breath, but I'm also old. I don't know. I count that one as a half symptom. Weight loss. Uh, No, I don't have that one. (laughs) You hear that lung cancer? (laughs) Weight loss. No, I don't have that one. Uh, I want to get that one. I want to get that symptom. Uh, Shoulder pain. I do have this one. But, listen, I've been struggling to find the right mattress for my whole life. (laughs) Look, I didn't drop an F-bomb. I could have dropped an F-bomb, and I didn't drop an F-bomb. Is that growth? Is it a tumor? Could be. Fatigue. Yes, I'm fatigued. You got fatigue? You could have lung cancer. 
Should I panic? I probably should. Uh, why? I'm going to die. Does it matter how I die? Yeah, lung cancer is not the best way. Persistent infection. Not sure what this means. Lung infections such as pneumonia or bronchitis that grow, goes away and keeps returning should indicate the presence of lung cancer. Now, this is some, I am prone to getting pneumonias every time I get a cold. Maybe I'm dying of lung cancer. Wheezing. This is one I have. But I attribute it to too much fucking pot smoke. When I, if I back off the pot smoke for a couple of days, the wheezing goes away. I could be dying. I I think we should have a GoFundMe for my lung cancer rehabilitation now. Why wait till I'm diagnosed? You can start sending money to my PayPal, Media One at OptOnline.net, or Venmo, Media One at OptOnline.net. Uh, just in case, because I, you know, do I have to read this? The only, not coughing up blood. Not losing weight. But don't I look like I might have lung cancer? Do I need to call for you? Listen to my voice. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I got it now. Sucks. It's been good knowing you all. I appreciate you coming by the show every morning. Uh, what do I want to do with, you know, maybe have me stuffed. Have me take me to a taxidermist and have me stuffed, have me hung on the wall back there, and then let Carl come in and do the show every day with me still here, hung back on the wall over there. That sounds like fun. Uh, I just farted. It's not hope it's not colon cancer. I don't believe that's a sign of uh, colon cancer, I think that's a sign of gas. Maybe too much beanery. Now, I did find out there are pills you can take. This is no lie. I'm not making this up. There are pills you can take to make your farts smell like chocolate. And that's such a far stretch there. But uh, Or strawberries. Now, I'm thinking, because I've been in a restaurant. And all of a sudden got hit with a wafting smell of strawberries. I'm thinking people I know are already on these pills. They're just farting with it. And they're laughing about it. I'm... Strawberry. (laughs) Um, I would. I would fart more. If I get a hold of these strawberry fart pills, I would do it just for the joke of it. This is where I am on a Thursday morning, December 29th, 2022, in the longest year, longest week of the longest year and the longest life in history. And, uh, it just feels like a long life. I might might not have such a long life. Well, as you know, you may not have heard yet, but uh, I have lung cancer and uh, I need money. I need money to deal with it. Let's have a pot for me. Uh, start sending me money. For my lung cancer. I hope I don't have lung cancer. I don't want to die that way. I want to be shot in the back of the head. Like Tony Soprano. Or. um, I forget the other guy's name. Now there, uh, there was. Uh, not Henry Hill. But it's one of the mobsters who said. You, you just lights out. You don't hear him coming. Maybe it was Henry Hill. Henry Hill wasn't shot in the back of the head. But he talked about it. 
getting shot in the back of the head. Um, now, you know, send me, this is not the potathon for my lung cancer. Um, well, maybe it is. Maybe it's just starting now, and I'm just never going to end. I'm just going to keep doing the show until I die here of lung cancer right here. I don't know. I don't know if I have lung cancer, but according to the clickbait, I have eight out of ten symptoms. I'm not coughing up blood, and I'm not losing weight. Although, I made a joke about losing weight. Does that count? Because I said I wanted to lose... Uh, I said I was 295 pounds. I'm actually 241 pounds. But I said I wanted to lose 30 pounds by Memorial Day. And like that, overnight, I lost 54 pounds. Uh, but that was a joke. Does that count? Am I dying? Uh, I have used Roundup. I, I actually have used Roundup this past summer. It didn't help for plants at all. <laughs> but it may have given me lung cancer. And that's not a joking matter. So let's not laugh about it, okay? I want to thank Ron DeSantis. <laughs> not for my lung cancer, but because he's cracking down uh, on drag shows <laughs> as a criminal investigation. All of a sudden, it's becoming, I don't know, a crime to put on drag shows. Why do I care about that? No, I'm not a... Uh, I have reels on, on YouTube currently about drag queens and what it means to be a drag queen. And I'm making money off it. And they're going viral. And they've been getting a lot of attention. And Ron DeSantis keeping drag stuff in the news is good for my wallet. Damn it. I wouldn't like Ron DeSantis for any other reason. But... Uh, keep the drag stuff in the news. Now, um, Franklin Graham. <clears throat> man, I feel like fucking lung cancer. <laughs> uh, Franklin Graham is all upset about it. Nobody has actually seen the drag show that is in question. It was on Christmas Day. And they say they were exposing children to sexual acts or sexual content. What does that fucking mean? You walk in, and that's a crime in Florida to expose child to sexual act. What? what let me read the actual. Can I? Oh no, I'm stuck on lung cancer. <laughs> I was looking up that crap. Where? Oh, here it is. Uh, let me read this again. It says uh, exposing children to sexual acts is a crime in Florida. So if you walk in on mom and dad doing it they could be arrested you could get them arrested kids in florida my my teenagers in florida call the police today have mom and dad arrested you could have like the whole fucking weekend while they're um waiting to be bailed out there's no judge this weekend that's going to be available to to bail or to set bail or anything so you call the cops today say i saw mom and dad mom was giving dad a hummer Whatever. I'm speaking from personal experience now. Uh, but why do I fucking go there? But you could have them locked up for the weekend without possibility of bail. And you could fucking have a great party this weekend. Listen, this is also from personal experience. When my parents were in jail, 
Woohoo! How do you think I got lung cancer? That was a hell of a party. So this is what I'm saying. If you live in Florida, you're a teenager, call the sheriff now. Say mom and dad fucked in front of me. Um, but as we've been speaking the whole week about this drag stuff, uh, I've been playing some of the reels from Laurie Green, Dr. Laurie Green. I forget what college she teaches. That's somewhere in South Jersey. <laughs> she teaches um, gender studies, queer, LBGT, blah, 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 studies. And um, she was describing what, <clears throat> oh, you hear that fucking lung cancer kicking in <clears throat> early in the morning. Uh, she was describing what exactly a drag queen is, and it's not a sexual thing. And I've been putting these reels up. And last night, some guy, uh, what was his name? Jeff Jones or something? Jeff, some, Jeff Jones, not Jim Jones. I feel a little like, tumor coming through. The shoulder pain could be a tumor, they say. I'm a little worried. I never click on clickbait in the morning, especially when you got a wheeze and you think you might have lung cancer. Don't do it. Um, so he, he comments on the drag queen, one of the drag queen reels I have out there. And he says, why would anybody, I should actually read it. So I don't have, I'm not going to go find it. Why would any, I'm paraphrasing now. Why would anybody want to be somebody else? Uh, just follow Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Blah, 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 blah. Follow, do as Jesus would do. So I said to him, did Jesus spend a lot of time in the comment section on YouTube? <laughs> And he came back with, yes, he's omnipresent. I said, well, then we don't need to hear from you. Let him speak for himself. <laughs> uh, so now uh, apparently I'm going to hell. Um, the guy does not like my, um, I wasn't being a smart ass. Seriously. Why? This is an important question for the, for the Holy Rollers who want to tell people how to live their lives. Why does Jesus need you? to talk for him oh because he's dead i thought he was alive and omnipresent in everything as the guy said if he's omnipresent in everything he could leave his own comment on youtube i don't think he, he cares about and first of all you didn't listen to the whole fucking context because the context of the clip was saying drag queen is not about people, not about trans transgenderism and people wanting to change who they are. Drag queen is about performance. I'm going to play a little clip. It take one minute here. One minute. Can you hang with me for one minute to watch this clip? Uh, I don't think this is the one that he was uh, uh, reacting to. But Between a female impersonator, a female, uh, someone who's a transvestite or a crossdresser. Uh, someone who's a transgender woman or someone who's a drag queen. A drag queen, before RuPaul, generally, a drag queen isn't trying to make you think they're a woman, <laughs> okay? That is never happening. A drag queen is obviously not a woman. That's the performance, that's the joke. And I have to understand, there has to be an understanding as part of the art form between the audience and the, and the performer. They know, they're into the conceit. They understand that's a man up there. That right. makes the performance have meaning, okay? So a lot of people think, there are people that, for example, believe that drag is misogynistic, you know, that it makes fun of women. 
Um, but I don't believe that, and, and most people that know about drag don't believe that. I love mine. I love mine dog, too. I love me. I love the dog being the best friend of my mind. Now, it's on, this is the message she keeps saying over and over again, but these people want to... Um, want to react to it like she's like they they want to react to just the word drag and they're getting upset about that and most people do a lot of people i don't know most people many people do think that drag is an lgbtq yxcbbi xyzk you have to forgive me the lung cancer is going to the brain and it's obviously um um confusing me but a lot of people think <laughs> that that's what what drag queen is all about and it's not drag queen has always been about performance notice i had d snyder in there i had the new york dolls in there I had boy george in there did i have boy george in there i think i have boy george in there liza minnelli is a drag queen she's a woman she's not a, a man trying to be a woman phyllis stiller drag queen but wilson I know Mike doesn't like to want to bring up Flip, Flip Wilson. Good morning, Mike. <clears throat> what sound do you love? Love that sound. What sound? Um, the chime thing, the the magic bells, or my lung cancer, the wheezing. Can you hear it? First of all, no money has come in yet for my lung cancer treatment, which is really, it, it, I, I'm losing faith in all of you. Um. You know the PayPal, PayPal at media, uh, media one at PayPal, whatever, media one at uh, PayPal or um, Venmo. Take care of my uh, lung tumor. I think I probably, I'm certain I'll make it through the year. Well, not 100% of the drag times. It's a magic wand sound, by the way. Uh, I like them. It, I'm not going to say that because I will get in trouble. Um, so the the bottom line here is uh, thank you to Ron DeSantis for keeping drag stuff in the news to make my reels go a little more viral. A couple of more pennies to take care of my lung cancer treatments. Um, and uh, maybe that will help. I don't have any guests uh, booked this week. Maybe a few next week. Uh, I heard from a very famous comedian, somebody I've been asking to be on the show for a couple of weeks and a couple of weeks, a couple of years. I don't want to name him. I've been advised not to name him by, by my rabbi, uh, Rabbi Tom Kanapka. Don't talk about that. And I trust Tom, Tom Kanapka because he was the one who told me, don't sit in the front row at a Doug Stanhope show, as opposed to people like uh, I don't know, other people, Cat and Steve, who made me sit in the front row at a Doug Stanhope show, and that didn't work out well. Well, I enjoyed the show, but I think he could hear me wheezing with my lung cancer in the front row, and it was throwing him off. Uh, <clears throat> I could say mafia. Well, good morning, William. Why can't I say mafia? Uh <clears throat> Uh, I get, I need funny guests so that we keep the dollars. Uh, well, I will get some funny guests then because uh, maybe they can carry me through in my sickness. Where was I? Oh, so uh, the comedian that 
um, I've been chasing down for a couple of years. I talked to him about six months ago, and he said he was taking the summer off. <clears throat> Man, tumors are killing me. Um, and that I should get back in touch with him in the fall. And I delayed even into the fall. I just wrote back to him last week and said, you know, I'm just following up on this. Remember, you said you're taking the summer off. I hope your summer went well. We went through the fall now. And um, he wrote me back. But I've never been so, last night he, he wrote me back, never been so happy <laughs> or inspired by a rejection. And not a, a complete rejection. He just said he's going going through some things right now. And we should do, we should, I should give him a little more time and he'll be on, um, in a couple months. And I am super looking forward to, to that conversation. I don't want to, and this, my rabbi Tom Kanapka told me not to talk about the name, but I think that will be a wow moment for me. Like, wow, this is, this is a fucking major, major star in comedy and so i i'm looking forward to that and that's all i'm going to say about it. and i hope it actually comes to pass and i hope i live long enough because maybe i should write back to him and tell him listen i, I just found out through clickbait that i ha may have lung cancer except i'm not coughing up blood or losing weight yet but i think the rest of it fits and i did use roundup over the summer so um there's not a lot of time for me left. Basically, come on the show now. Uh, <clears throat> have you had... No, I, Rabbi Tom Kanapka... Kanapka. <laughs> Rabbi... Ooh, look at Carl on uh, Last Rites. Oh, no, that's li oh, live stream. I'm sorry. Uh, that This is Mike Zinn, not Carl. I thought it was Carl. Uh, live stream of consciousness. I thought that was Carl Last Rites changed his logo. No, it's Rabbi Tom Kanapka, not Kanafki. <laughs> Kanafka. No, Rabbi Tom Kanapka. It's an it's like an Italian name with a weird K. You know, you don't see a lot of Italian names like this. Uh, he was supposed to be on in November. Actually, he said, "Give me till November," and then he was coming on. Now he's been supposedly coming on the program. He agreed to come on the program as far back as like. Three years ago, when I first had Doug Stanhope on, he's a, if you don't know, Tom, Rabbi Tom. <laughs> <clears throat> Rabbi Tom was friends with Doug Stanhope when he began in Vegas and was there at his very first open mic night. Uh, but when, when I first had um, Stanhope on, uh, Tom started writing to me, we became friends and he's been supposedly coming on the show dealing with a couple of issues health issues but i think it's time that the world heard directly from rabbi tom kanapka <laughs> so he can prepare my eulogy because as you know or may, if if you're just coming to the program late uh i have lung cancer or at least i there's a strong suspicion that I have lung cancer. I have eight out of 10 symptoms as listed by Daily Entertainment's clickbait. <clears throat> and you can hear some of the symptoms now. And so as the show goes on, I'm becoming more and more convinced that a potathon for my lung cancer is necessary. Um, I 
to, maybe we could have it on the first anniversary of Andy's Potathon, which is coming up, coming up uh, in a couple of weeks here. <clears throat> so I thought, I thought live stream of consciousness. Then Mike is like he's all over the place, logging in as this, logging in as that. You never know who he's going to be here as. But I thought he was Carl for a second. Haven't heard from Carl. No, Carl has been a little bit under the weather with his own little lung thing going on. Could it be contagious across the pond? Carl is having sympathetic, sympathetic reactions to my lung cancer because we're connected at the lung, at the right lung. It could be that. Anyway. I'm waiting for this year to end. Are you waiting for this year to end? So I've been working on other reels <clears throat> and getting a lot of reaction from from different kind of stuff. I've put out I put out stuff from so far from the Bigfoot guy, Quantum Bigfoot guy Ron Moorhead, who uh, his belief is that Bigfoot is like tied into aliens time travel the future and the bible the giants from the bible and nephilim nephilim all in one night tight little quantum walking through dimensions maybe bigfoot is blurry maybe he's a big uh hedberg fan i don't know but bigfoot is blurry because he walks through dimensions that's one uh set of reels i put out there then the ownership guys on uh who wrote the book called mine and i'm not done with those there's a lot of those that are really interesting one of the the ones that we talk about is who owns the space <laughs> between Airport seats, airline seats. And this is a big, you know, it's something we argue about. But they, And the idea here is airlines leave that ambiguous, don't really spell out the whole back front, because they want to sell that space twice. They're, they're doubling down. And it's a, it's a scam. <clears throat> now, honestly... There is no reason other than profit that airline travel can't be comfortable for everyone. This whole idea between about first class, get nice, comfortable seats, and everybody else gets crammed in like fucking, it's all about money, right? And when airlines struggle, they go to the government for subsidies, which is taking your money. They should be required by law to have a certain amount of space and comfort in those seats we're really not talking about all that much money especially when you're talking about economy flights maybe we are talking about all that much money what i compared to what i have yes it's a lot of money but this is what causes problems the seat going back the person behind you doesn't like the seat going back but they want to put their seat back you come back too far and then they're pushing and all that kind of stuff and wars can start fights can start on airplanes over that push back pull push forward nonsense because it's not spelled out and it's not spelled out intentionally so they can sell that space twice that's an interesting thing 
ownership. Who owns that space? When you buy the seat, rent a seat, you don't get, the, the space isn't spelled out. Question came to me, what, you know, what, am I a pushbacker or a push forward? <laughs> I sit always one or two places, either the very first seat in first class. So ain't nobody coming back on me. I can go back on them. Or I sit all the way in the back of business class against the wall, which is not good. That's when I get fucked. That's when people come back on me and I can't go back because I have a wall behind me and I'm fucked. But nobody cares if an old man with lung cancer is fucked. They don't even send money to his PayPal or Venmo. Anything come in yet? Nothing. Not a fucking dime. Oh, sure, you care about celebrities. But when the dog is <coughs> whizzing and coughing, not blood. <laughs> you you turn you turn a cold shoulder. A heart and shoulder, by the way, which could be a tumor. Get that checked out. Um Kevin said I would argue it is spelled out the seats come with ability to recline if they don't want you they wouldn't have the option. That doesn't mean it's spelled out who owns that space because they wouldn't have that option. They're, the last seat doesn't have that option. But there are people that push back forward and, and you know, and they, you know, so they allow you to recline, but that doesn't mean they, that you own that space. It's not spelled out very clearly in that. I mean, how much of that space do you own? Do you, are you allowed to hang stuff on the back of the seat? That It's not spelled out. It is um, left ambiguous for a reason. And they want you to fight it out. That's your fucking problem. Not our problem. You deal with it. We don't want to regulate that shit because we regulate that shit. We can't resell it. We can't sell it twice, the same space. The other stuff that they talk, and there's a, there's a whole range of ownership things. Now, that's just two things that, that are, but the other ownership thing, the space over your house, and this is one Kevin will will uh, have some input on with flying drones. How how much how high over your house do you own? We we think in the real estate. In real estate, you think you own your yard. If a, a drone flies over your house, are you allowed to shoot it down? Does it have the right to fly over your house? Varies from state to state, believe it or not. And different laws, different. But how high can you go? And how low can you go? If it's 2,000 feet up, is that okay? Well, I mean, there's got to be. It's And it's not spelled. That is not spelled out clearly because obviously... Maybe not obvious to some people. Obvious to anybody who's got lung cancer, I should say. A satellite flying 100 miles over your house is a drone of, of sorts, and it's taking pictures, and you don't have any gripe about that. So where, where but a, a drone flying 10 feet over your house, you might find intrusive, and if you're from Kentucky, you might get out a shotgun and shoot it down. Where does the line, where is it okay? Anywhere between 10 feet, like with the drone, 
or a hundred miles, like with a satellite, where where do you draw the line? Where I live, commercial aircraft and private aircraft are not supposed to fly over this neighborhood at all. They're supposed to fly over the water. Uh, because this is a common route from New York City to the Hamptons, and people come over this way. And for some reason, I guess some people are chicken shit about flying over the Long Island Sound. They want to fly over houses. It's just a matter of a few hundred feet they'd be over the water, but we get a lot of that. And it is against the law. We have a no, uh, hotline to call the FAA and complain about those people. Never enforced, because they keep coming over. Um, Wait, Kevin's talking about this. I want to get in what he's saying because he knows about this shit. Like customer service calls the cops on people standing in line to get. Oh, that, that's, a, that's a whole other thing. You can shoot a Cessna flying over your home, can you? You can't shoot a Cessna flying over your home, can you? Uh, no, that would be, that would get you in trouble. But you call the FAA and tell them they're not allowed to be there. Uh, if I considered it the same thing legally. Really? Uh, uh, I don't think that's true, Kevin. Uh, according to the lawyers, the law professors that were on the other day, it, it's a state, not a federal, the drone issue. State laws govern that. According to law professors from NYU and UCLA, the two of them were on together, and they both agreed it's a state-regulated uh, state issue drone uh stuff and the guy in kentucky who shot down the drone was within his rights according to kentucky state law i think in new york you're probably getting a lot of trouble for that uh but you bring up a good point no you can't fly, uh, shoot down a cessna flying over your house but the cessna not, uh, over my house they're not allowed to to fly over my house but they do anyway i wonder what would happen if i took a shot at one I'd probably end up in jail. Probably. Not definitely. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Um, and states can write laws, but they can't own airspace. Yeah, but it, that's, you're coming in. It's not just an airspace issue when you're flying over private property with a camera on it. Right? That's a, that's a privacy issue. It's uh, nope, not in G. Ask me what is what is, what does that mean? Not nope, not nope to what? I'm saying that the laws you can gov you can make laws about drones because they are camera, um, they're they're surveillance. And if so, it's a privacy issue, and states can make laws about uh, that kind of stuff, and they do. Uh, I don't know. It, it, supremacy clause, if someone pushed it, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Someone Supremacy clause, if someone pushed it. Uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I'm not sure what you're talking about. You, maybe you should come on the show sometime and, and articulate these things in actual words rather than just typing stuff, because that's pretty confusing to me. Any plane can have a camera. Uh, that's that's a dumb idea. Well, 
according uh, and you maybe you want to have that argument with the law professors uh but that that's how it was explained to me class g is unregulated airspace um what about regulated airspace because the the faa regulates the airspace over my house and i know that for a fact we have a hotline that the faa has sent me to call them anytime a plane does fly over this uh area um and, and so, yes, it, the airspace over my house is regulated. No, I know federal law. I'm I'm reading comments, folks, for people on the audio side. Federal law all supersedes state law. That is absolutely true. But it, it's a different issue. It's not a, about airspace. It's about pri- when it's about privacy. They're they're violating different laws and can be prosecuted on those laws if you're recording somebody property and recording against their uh their uh permission recording so what so basically what you're saying is you should be able to do peeping toms are okay because it's air it's air over you know you can be you can be right outside a window taping inside a uh, recording inside a window and that's an FAA issue? No, it's a state issue. It's a privacy issue. Well, uh, you, 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 you're misunderstanding the uh, the whole argument, which Kevin says, but state laws, blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait, now the FAA makes the rules. No, FAA makes rules about airspace, but state laws can govern a lot of things that include flying over your yard, like cameras and stuff, that are not necessarily violations of airspace law. They're violations of privacy law. Is it a whole different, a whole different game there? And state laws do come into because there's millions of cases already on the books about this. The Kentucky guy was not prosecuted. Was not for shooting down a plane. Now, I, I guarantee if you did that in New York, uh, just using a gun here, uh, shooting a gun, a rifle, uh, not on a range in, in residential area would get you locked up here. But in Kentucky, he shot down a drone and was not prosecuted. He was actually celebrated for it. It was on news. He was like, it made a local hero over it. It's drone operation in unregulated airspace is legal for 400 feet. Yet, you wouldn't know he, he's even 400 feet. Never know he's, he's recording. Right. The, well, that was the question. Where does the line, the same with the, same with the satellite. A satellite is 100 miles up. You don't know what's recording. It's there, though. Where is the line that, that delineates that? And where does it become a privacy issue? That's what that's where it varies from from state to state, and uh, that's an you know something to, to really consider is those ideas about how far over your house do you actually own the space, and and according to ownership laws, you don't own the airspace. The government owns the airspace over your house. You don't even own one foot of airspace over your house, according to 
own real estate because air is not real estate. <clears throat> now that's just a who cares? That has no relevance to the discussion. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of drone operators aren't perverts peeping in windows. That may be very well true. That's that sounds like a, oh you, you feel like somebody was accusing you of being a pervert. <laughs> that's crazy talk. That has nothing to do with ownership of the uh, of the space above your real estate. I, I don't know wh why that even came into that it came into it. I'm saying there are privacy laws that can be pro prosecuted on that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter what your intent is. So if your daughters are laying around the back of a bikini Cessna flying over, you're going to shoot them? Um, not me. Oh, Kevin's getting a little defensive about this, isn't he? Really? You don't, according to New Rick? No. You don't, according to New That's what I'm saying. You don't own any of it, of it. That's what I'm saying. Seems like somebody's got a little bit of a, oh, you're accusing me. You're accusing me. I'm not a bad guy. Maybe a chill pill would help. <laughs> Anyway, the other reels that I'm, uh, I've been doing, not just the ownership guys and the Bigfoot guy, uh, the drag queen lady, um, the uh, Abel Archer's guy, author, about the uh, nuclear crisis in 1983, um, the video game Atari guy, the guy who uh, is takes responsible a responsibility for the destruction of Atari as a video game dominant company. Now, what they've become now, they're still in business, but they're a, a rights licensing, licensing company for video games, which is completely different. They're not programming or, or designing any new games of their own. Um, and uh, what is love? I forget the author's name. Um... It will come to me. It will come to me too late, actually. Uh, but so that one more one more set of reels I've been working on. And now I'm going to get into the psychics because uh, I got quite a few psychics, the UFO people. Um, and then some of the authors about um, the political stuff not necessarily american politics world politics about what's going on in russia and ukraine and um china a uh, couple of the china experts that i've had on gonna be making reels of those all those reels are uh what is it not even up to the treetops so let's say they won't let people operate drones in their own backyard after next september without uh remote ID on boys. What do you mean? How are they going to enforce that? Uh, I'm curious. How would they enforce that? Now, most of the videographers um, that are working with the studio have a license. They're licensed drone operators. They're flying over other people's houses because they're doing real estate photography and not just houses, but built, you know businesses and things like that they do need a license for that but there are so many drones sold right now i don't think you know enforcing that would be a nightmare it would be a nightmare because in this neighborhood i know 
in the summertime on the beach, there are drones everywhere. I mean, you're going to, how, and, I mean, can they track those? Can, small drones, little, tiny little ones, uh, can they track those back to the owner? The owner sees somebody looking at it, and then, oh, whether it's a constable, bay constable, uh, any of that kind of stuff, can they actually track it back to where it goes? Can it be retrieved too fast for them to know where it went? Is there, that wouldn't show up on, maybe it would, I don't know about these things, but would it show up on radar? Have they, have they enforced that? How, if there's a thousand unlicensed drones flying over the beach in the summer, or beach areas, how, what do they do to take steps to, to, uh, a broadcast location of pilot and ID number of drone and civilians can buy a receiver for the signal. You got to have a remote ID on your drone uh, next September. But how do they enforce that if you don't? That's the question. If there are a thousand of them out there and they don't, how do you enforce that? You go chase, you, cha- you have cars following them around, chasing them around, and, and pulling up to people's house and let me see your drone. How do you enforce that? That's the, that's the question. Um, but, uh, I, I, I would definitely, uh, think that's, that's something, uh, that we would want is having, uh, because if this came up back in the day with the, um, not paragliders, but the ultralight planes that were, we were in my friend's backyard down on the South shore and somebody came over in an ultralight and you don't. And it was unlicensed. The guy built the plane in his garage, and he did not have a pilot's license. And the question came up at that time about the danger of that. We don't want just anybody flying. Well, you have licenses, isn't it? But the idea that you could build a plane in your garage and fly it over neighborhood, and if you crash on me, I got no recourse, or or you fly over my uh, property and crash into my barn, my garage, my house, anything. Are you liable for that? Uh, you should be liable for that. But, you know, the whole licensing thing. And then they were, you know, it was, there was kind of a, a fad, a trend of people just um, non-licensed pilots flying ultralights they built in their garage. And I don't know if that ever got resolved as far as the legalities of all that stuff. Are you allowed to even do that anymore? Um, I will look into that. Uh, all new drones will have will have to have it, and the big companies like DJI will have retrofit kits for previous drones. Retrofit kits, but that's putting the onus on the owner of it to put that on there, right? Um, I mean. You can make them buy it. I don't. I don't think it's all that is enforceable. Yes, uh, paramotors and ultralights don't require licensing or broadcast of anything. So, what's the difference? What's the difference between a drone? And it would seem to me the ultralights are more dangerous than the drones. Now, of course, you can crash a drone into a private plane and cause a lot of havoc and all that kind of stuff, but couldn't 
an ultralight do the same stuff? It would seem to me a guy flying or a 250 pound man flying around in a plane he built by himself is far more dangerous than a DJI or a parrot bebop drone or any of those. Somehow they're less dangerous than a, a how? How are they less dangerous than a 600 gram drone? That's the question. I don't think they are. They're more dangerous, aren't they? If I fell on you, you'd feel it. <laughs> if I fell on you from 10 feet up, never mind 100 feet up, it would hurt. <laughs> it would put a hurting on you. If a drone falls on you, you might go, ow. You might feel your your lung cancer shoulder go, ow. We need a on air. Uh, we need an on air drone law dog and Kev episode for sure. Uh, I don't have a an argument here. Uh, Kevin Kevin seems to be like really emotional about this issue, and I suggest I could have the lawyers on and he could talk to them about it and and argue with them. Arguing with me is like I'm not a lawyer and I don't know the laws, but I I I trust law professors at established universities to know the law and explain the intricacies of it far better than I could. And uh, I don't know why Kevin feels like uh, this is a uh, personal attack on him, or at at least it seems like that, like defending 99% of them or 99.99% aren't peeping Tom's. That's not the point, you know. The number of percentages is not what laws are made. Oh, well, um, most people don't murder, so we shouldn't have murder laws. That's, you know, yeah. I would say most people who buy drones are not buying drones to get into the peeping Tom business. And maybe Brendan Walsh. Uh, I don't know if he owns a, a drone. But I would, I, I would say that's probably a true statement that most people the vast majority almost all people who buy drones are not buying them for the purposes of peeping toms doesn't mean that if they operate it in a way that could be used for that they can't be prosecuted for that it doesn't mean that just because that wasn't their intent or they didn't plan on doing that i don't know but I will be definitely open to having uh, Michael and Tom back and Kevin on, and they could argue drones all day long and drone law. Um, but I do, I do think uh, law professors from major universities have a a better handle on it than the average guy, even if he's a pilot, even if this is his thing. You know, uh, I would think they have better uh, understanding of. Any kind of law, any kind of law that has to deal with um, ownership and that kind of stuff, because that real estate property and that kind of stuff, that's their bag. That's what they teach. That's what they study all day long and write papers on. I think they know what they're talking about. I wouldn't wouldn't have had them on the program. I mean, and the universities that employ them think they know what they're talking about. Um. One guy takes a paramotor. This one guy takes a, a paramotor everywhere. What one guy? This one guy. Go read through the FAA Part 107 license text 
test material, FAL spells it out in the form of regular. Again, it, what they're talking about does not necessarily equal airspace rights. It's, it's a whole day. So just because they're not in violation, <laughs> man, because just because they're not in violation of federal airspace rights does not mean they're not breaking any laws that have nothing to do with airspace. Have have to do with a whole other gamut of um, local and state laws, and they can be prosecuted on, on those. And those laws do vary from state to state. Absolutely, not necessarily an FAA rule. We're not necessarily talking about. They're not being charged with violation of airspace. They're being charged with violation of privacy rule uh, laws or whatever it comes down to. It's not necessarily related to airspace. I don't know why that's such a tough concept. Uh, FAA, FAA, FAA. I just shout FAA all fucking day long. We're not talking about the FAA charging or the feds charging them with any federal crime regarded to airspace or even the states charging them with any crime related to airspace. The issue, which backs up your point, and the issue that the two lawyers and two law professors were making, is most people assume they own the airspace over their house, and they don't. Uh. Not a drone law. No, you're, you're just because it's not a law written about drones doesn't mean it's not a violation of a law that can be prosecuted. I think the the fact that you hear the word drone and you feel like it's coming at you, it's nobody. It, it's a creeper law. It doesn't matter. The point. It's like, yeah, uh, you're locked into your own self-serving agenda on this. It's not about what you think about drones or, or what anybody thinks about drones. It's the, about the point they made that most people, when they buy a house, assume they own the space over their house, and they don't. It's that simple. That is the point they're making. But there are a whole other gamut of laws that come into that. So, yes, you're right. Nobody owns the airspace, not even a foot over their house. That is the point they're making. But when it comes to drones, there are state and uh, local laws that vary. And just because a drone is involved doesn't mean it's an, uh, an airspace law. It is that simple. I don't know why you're... Uh, I, that wasn't your case. You th- he said, you made my case for me. Thanks. I made that case to start with. You just got too fucking emotional about drones. Oh, drones! Give it a fucking break, dude. It wasn't an attack on you, and it wasn't making a case against you. You took that position. God, fucking. You hear what you want to hear sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you hear what you want to hear sometimes. I never 
I never say, oh, you can't fly drones. That wasn't what I said. And I wasn't making a case against you. I made that case right from the start. Their point was you don't own the airspace above your house. That was it was just that simple. But that doesn't mean you can't be prosecuted for for doing things within that space, uh, within your yard. And there are lots and lots of state and local laws that govern that stuff. My God. Anyway. I said, I misunderstood you. It's a privacy law, not a drone law. Exactly. That's what I said. See, you're listening to yourself saying, well, he just said it. I never said it was a, a drone law. I said there are laws that affect drone use. It's not a law against drones. It's about what you do with it. There's no law against a gun, but if, uh, you know, a handgun. But if you shoot somebody with it, you're breaking a law. It's not a, a gun law. It's, it's a murder law. Uh-oh. Why are you always blank screening me like that? I I have no idea. Like, when it, it says enter studio, and, like, that's the only option I have. Oh. Like, so I don't know why it does that. Oh. I wish it didn't. It really bugs me. Why you want to wait? Want to wait for me to put you in the room? I said I don't mind you coming right in the room. It's that black screen and then the the buffering thing that kind of. Well, I I think it would be better if I went straight to the back so that you could bring me in in like an uh like in a good like breaking conversation, you know, because it's very disruptive to whatever yeah, you might be saying I, I, I at like the it. time. I like it. Yeah. Um. I popped in here because I wanted to tell you, uh, this is not a drone story. It's not. But this is definitely a great story on how people misconceive what is and is not restricted airspace. Okay, this is one of my. This is one of the funniest stories of something that happened in prison. Okay. So when I was on the hill in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the South Dakota State Penitentiary, it's very near the Joe Foss Airfield, uh, which is the airport there in Sioux Falls. And they generally have um, like a big um, air show during like the 4th or sometime in the summer. I think it's usually around the 4th. But they generally have like this really big air show all sorts of different planes come in or whatever. And it was a Saturday and we were out. At, I was one of the, I was one of the rec orderlies. So uh, I went to every recreation period there was, cause I technically, technically worked the rec area. You know what I mean? So I was always out at rec. And so uh, they're getting ready for this air show and these Harrier jets are fucking doing maneuvers over the fucking prison. You know what I mean? And and like there's multiple times where the fucking jets are coming right over our, you know, like they're coming right over top of us. And now all the administration is gone. It's the weekend. So like the white shirt, the like 
like I think she was a sergeant, maybe a lieutenant, but she gets on the horn and she calls the fucking airport. And she says, Hey, you tell those planes to stop flying over the prison. This is restricted airspace. They can't be flying over here. You know, she gets a real attitude with them about it, right? And I mean, they definitely know what is and is not restricted airspace better than anyone. You know what I mean? The prison people? It's, huh? The prison people you're talking about? No, the people she called at the airport. Oh, or were they you FAA? I mean? or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so she basically, she like calls the airport, talks to the tower, and tells them, hey, stop letting these guys fly over the prison. That's against, you know, you can't do that. So, the, uh, I don't know what they say to her, of course. I'm not on the phone. I don't know what they say to her. But what the pilot said to her was the funniest fucking shit I'd ever seen in my life. Because this fucking Harrier jet comes screaming over top of the prison, like drops down and like almost touches the fucking flagpole in our courtyard. And it just rips off like a motherfucker. And just, dude, and she was outside, and I shit you not, this officer that had called and complained about these fucking planes had fucking cowered down in a corner by the fucking wall. And it, dude, like, she practically pissed herself. That fucking what did she think he was going to so do? Cra crash the jet? I mean... Oh my God! I mean, Dude, he's so funny. I could see how it would be intimidating, but she couldn't have thought he was actually gonna, you know, crash a jet into her. I think it just no. I think it just. I think it just really freaked her out. You know what I mean? Like, because it was loud. It was so loud, bro. No, I bet. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard. Like, dude, it was. It it was intense. It was yeah, one I, of the. I, I spent uh, three months on uh, Air Force Base in uh, Yuma, Arizona, where they were working on, ha on, on uh, uh, you know, those jets all the time. And and my brother was uh, um, an ordnance guy on, loading ordnance on them. And uh, so, yeah, I've, I've been around them. They are loud and they are intimidating. I get that. But yeah. I would not think... Uh, I would not be like afraid he was going to do. Something. I mean, again, this is a member. Of I don't. The, I don't think she was. I think she was just. You know what I mean? I think it just really. No, she shit her pants. Okay, yeah. God, it was so funny, dude. Like the way, the way, like because it did. How come did he scream? Wait, drop down. Know, and just how did bolt. he know she was making the call though? Did, did he knew that she was making a call to complain about him. So, I mean, and it was like a, excuse me, man, my voice is so shot right Maybe now. Maybe you got lung cancer. Uh, I mean, I don't no, it's probably throat you. cancer. You got the lung cancer. I got the throat cancer. You know. No, yeah, I, I don't think Kevin's going to be given to my uh, lung cancer fund now. I'm a little oddly, upset. I feel better today. That's the weird thing about it. Is, is I sound worse, but I feel better. I don't know how that works. But uh, just, you know, that restricted airspace stuff. Where I live, the FAA sent us a notice that we should, and and a, a, a phone number to call if, this was three years ago, if, if planes stop flying, keep, continue to fly over, the, it's supposed to be restricted airspace here. We get 
one a, one a minute, if not five a minute, flying over here every single minute of every day, and they don't really? do anything about it. We call all the time. They don't. They don't enforce that shit. Not one. Not one bit. So, but I wonder how that guy knew that she was making the phone call enough to say, you know, I'm going to antagonize it. I mean, um, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, she probably because Moisen. Uh, uh, Moisen was one of those officers that you were going to see it her way. You know what I mean? So she probably explained in detail what the fucking problem was and how aware she was of it. You know, oh, maybe, I, you maybe know, the guy was in radio contact with the FAA and they were saying, hey, somebody's making a complaint about and I mean, prison right now. No, and to be honest, to be fair, like if they had good enough binoculars, you could literally probably see her from the tower of the airport to be, if I'm being serious, like that's how close the prison is to the airport in right. Sioux Falls. They're, they're like right next to each other pretty much. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other, uh, the air show thing, you know? Uh, yeah. Oh God. It was so funny. Yeah. And you know what? I always wonder like, because we see a lot of those air show disasters, not a lot, but enough of them to know that they happen. Air show disasters. And you never hear about any settlement re responsibility for that. I think, uh, I don't know what where you give up your liability when you go to see one of those stuff, one of those shows, and something crashes, and God forbid your family all dies. C can you sue? I think you should be able to sue, but... I mean, it probably depends. Like, um, I wouldn't put it past. So you got to be careful with large events and stuff like that because... They could so if you pass through a gate to get into an event, and there's a posting on that gate that you pass through. Now that posting don't gotta be real fucking big, right? No, but yeah. it can say that you give that, yeah, that you accept the inherent risk that comes with being at the air show, right? And if, you know, like, and by passing through the gate, you accept that. No, I get it, and then, you know uh, what I mean? that yeah, and that's kind of the point I'm making is that we see some footage of these air show disasters. We never hear about any follow up, like from people. <laughs> you would think there would be. Well, because like, like when you think about like broken bats at a baseball game or whatever, like that used to be something that that people would sue over or whatever. But I'm pretty sure that the uh, I'm pretty sure the MLB. Uh, has it to where that's now an inherent risk that that you're acknowledging when you purchase your ticket? Yeah, well, there was a case last year. I think somebody died. Somebody died from a foul ball. Right, but that's kind of the same thing. Is is like it used to be? It used to be a thing to where if you got hurt by a by a broken bat or something, you could, you know. And really, like to me, to me personally, like if I'm a team owner and somebody gets hit by a bat. Like, as a team owner, I want to take care of that person. You know what I mean? But, like, not every team is like that. Some people are trying to get more money than the injury's worth or whatever. You know, all that. There's so many variables that play into that shit of why it turns into, like, this legal fucking thing when it really should just be like, okay, well, were you accountable to what happened? You know what I mean? Like, well, then fucking be accountable. You know, but that's just not how it is anymore. People right. don't want to be accountable. You you sound like you got what I got, 
and I hope you don't have. I don't know what it is. I don't have long to live. I don't know if you're aware, but I'm. I don't have long to live. <laughs> well, I mean, I have. Uh, I definitely, I definitely feel like middle age is here and gone. I'll say that. <laughs> well, I have to go run and take care of business. It's ten oh eight. I thank you for coming on, but you came on a little late to carry on. No, I just want, yeah, I just wanted to like. You just wanted to tell me about the prison story that leaves more ambiguous uh, laws about. I don't think. I don't know. (laughs) What is the fear with with airspace? They're worried that uh, a plane's going to drop in and pick up a a prisoner and take them out of there. I mean, you would think you would think that they'd be worried about something like that, like the skyhook of Batman or whatever. Well, to Ke- Kevin's point about the the ultralights, so you can't fly a, a Harrier jet over there, but can you fly an ultralight in? Because that's not, I don't know. Well, okay, so can you fly actually, in, pick up William Conway, get him out of the prison. Uh, well, okay, so you're kind of you're kind of um, there's a big drone problem as far as prisons go. But it's not about escape. It's about the introduction of contraband. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like drones uh, are a huge problem for prisons and the introduction of contraband because they do fucking drops all over the fucking property. You know what I mean? How like, did... And there's much harder to detect. I'm sure I'm sure it's possible. I was just, I've never seen... Oh, it's possible. A mechanism to have a drone pick things up. I'm sure there are. They have those drones with robotic hands that can let go go of a package of cocaine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Never thought about that. Yeah. I mean, I know 100% that it's happening already. Like, I I know, no. Isn't there a more uh, easier way to, because you never know where it's getting dropped on? The guy, I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. You could know. I mean, so, like, I don't, I don't, I mean, who picks it up? Because in a a yard full of prisoners there and you drop Uh, a bag of cocaine. But that's what, that's why you plan (laughs) shit. That's why you arrange shit. That's why, you know, don't, don't go willy nilly and do stuff without knowing what the fuck's going on. But, like, if you know, you know, if you know movement schedules, you know when somebody's gonna be passing through a certain area. You can certainly have them. That you sounds know, like they, organized well, crime to me. Dude, like before they <laughs> use before drones, they were using fucking t-shirt cannons for fuck's sakes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like so, I mean, like these guys. Listen, these guys are super fucking inventive on how to get their shit in, and it's gonna happen no matter what. They're always gonna figure out their way. Because necessity is the mother of invention. You know, if the the way to get shit in doesn't exist already, they will make a way. Yeah. Because they got nothing but time to figure it out. Yeah. Dave, I think every photography company, whether it's Netflix or a small studio like mine, uh, any drone operators have to be licensed now. I mean, that's the federal law. But, and that, you know, they'd be risking their business if they tried to. You know, use drone operators that weren't licensed, they'd be in, in big trouble. It's one thing with the kids flying them over the beaches that are hard to enforce, but you know, businesses that's a pretty easy thing to enforce. Anyway, I do have to run, I gotta go take care of the studio. Uh, see you tomorrow, maybe if I'm still alive, I might be, I might be dead. Um, You'll be kicking, I know you will. Well, hopefully, but if not, 
make sure my wife gets taken care of. PayPal at media dot uh, media one at optonline.net and Venmo media one. Uh, my wife needs to at least get me stuffed, burned, something. Get rid of the body. Uh, well, maybe no, I, I know people that will do that. Yeah, no, I think I think we should have a stuffed Matt Napa for sure. I want to be. I want to be stuffed. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll All see right, you later, brother. Bye. All right, I'm out of here. I got to go take care of business. Um, again, if if you are just tuning in, uh, according to clickbait, I have eight out of ten signs of lung cancer. I'm not coughing up blood. I'm not losing weight. But other than that, I have every symptom of lung cancer. So according to clickbait, my doctor clickbait, I don't have long to live. I have um, maybe six months, maybe a day. So if you don't see me here tomorrow, it was the lung cancer. So I'll see you then. Bye for now.
to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.